So about a week and a half ago, um, I purchased a mountain bike. So some of you might not know unless you like looked back on my Facebook. Uh, in Illinois, I enjoyed riding riding bicycles around. I had actually three different ones. I had like a commuter bike. I had like a traditional you know road bike, and then a single speed one because I'm cool like that. Um, if you don't know what a single speed is, that's fine. They're really cool. <laughs> Just know that I'm cool. Um, and when I got here and, and interviewed and everything, I'm like, road bikes, like, yeah, I guess you can do it. And I know people do. Well, I'm, I'm not like a cardio master. So, like, when I look at these hills, I'm like, I don't know about road biking. Uh, but I'm like, I think I need to get rid of these bikes and get a mountain bike so I can get out on some of these trails, right? Uh, if you look over at my dirty car over there, I mean, I got the kayak rack, got the bike rack on it. You know, I'm, I'm living the Arnold life. Um, and... And I got, so I got, I got this bike about a week and a half ago and I was excited to get it. I got it, you know, used and I've had some time at home, like we all have. So I've, I've gone on YouTube and I've gone to different places and I was, I was trying to learn how to mountain bike. Now, if you learn how to mountain bike on a video, you don't really know how to mountain bike, right? The way to learn how to mountain bike, for the most part, is to get out on a trail, on a bike, and start to ride. Uh, you can learn little tips and stuff, uh, but the first time I got out, I mean, I had plenty of head knowledge on how to do this, but I did not have uh, the leg strength, I didn't have the cardio, and I didn't have the endurance <laughs> to do it that well. You only gain those things by being on the bike. So the reason I bring this up is that the natural byproduct of, of mountain biking, of being on the bike, is that you get better at mountain biking, right? And that's true in so many things in our life. Uh, that Sometimes you just have to actually go out there and do it. Now, we're going to start a sermon series uh, this week, and it's going to continue most of our summer. And it's going to be on the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians, as Jimeline read. Um, here's the trick with the fruit of the Spirit. A lot of people see this list, and if you grew up in the church, you read all these things, you point out which ones you're bad at, if we're honest, and then you say, if I only strive hard enough, maybe I can ascend to this kind of like Christian superhero level of being able to check off all the boxes on the fruit of the Spirit. I hope you're not doing that. You, you guys are all there. You can respond. Now, I know you're used to the screens. This is weird. I'm a real person. To some of you, I might be on a screen. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but, you know, as we enter this series, I think it's important to realize that the fruit of the Spirit is only lived out as we do it. As we live a life of, of love and joy and peace, as we do these things and live in this way in our world, then and only then do we get more and more connected to it. Does it become more and more natural? You can watch all the YouTube videos you want on how to love people. But until you, until you show up and you feed the hungry, and you show up and you serve others in love, uh, that's when it really affects us. That's when it really digs deep into who we are. So to back up a little bit, the fruit of the Spirit, this is from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Um, if you have 
kind of growing up in the church, if the church is very comfortable for you, this is probably something that you're fairly familiar with. Uh, it's from his book, again, to the Galatians. And what Paul is doing here in Galatians is he's setting up kind of two models. He's saying there's two ways to live in our world. There's two ways to interact in the world around us. You can live according to the flesh. And Jimeline read the, the, uh, the fruit of the flesh, what that looks like in our world. Or you can live by the spirit. And that's really it. And they're at, they're at opposition with each other. You can't both live by the flesh and live by the spirit. Um, so that's what he's doing. And he says... The fruit uh, of, of the flesh is, is obvious. We can read all that. The fruit, is my microphone all right, or is it just me? I don't know. I, they said I'm fine back there, so I guess I'm good enough. Um, the fruit uh, of the Spirit is what we're looking at here. So if we are called to live by the Spirit, we should have this, this byproduct of producing this kind of fruit in our life. So how I approached uh, this service is by asking just kind of several questions of the text, and we'll just kind of go through those together. The first one is, how do we know if we are living by the Spirit? Well, Paul says you can tell if you're living by the Spirit because you will be producing a certain kind of fruit. So the fruit is the key of knowing how we are living. You can tell that a tree is an apple tree because it has apples on it. Amen? You all agree? Very good. You can tell a tree is an orange tree because it produces oranges. So you can tell... Um, okay, but what, but what if you see an apple tree and it's not producing apples? What, what do you do with that tree? Scripture tells us that we prune that tree, that, that, that sometimes we even just cut down that tree because an apple tree that is not producing apples is not doing what it was built to do. The apple tree is there to be producing apples. And as we are living as Christians, we exist in this world to be living in these kind of ways, to be loving people in these kind of ways. So if we are called to live by the Spirit, then we are also called to produce fruit in step with the Spirit. I truly believe that as Paul was writing this, that he had in mind Jesus' words that we see recorded in John 15, 1 through 5. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and the Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because the world, because the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself; it must remain in the vine. Neither can a fruit. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So the obvious question, what is this fruit? 
that we are called uh, to be bearing. And notice I didn't say fruits. A lot of people like to, to make that plural. They put a little S at the end. Uh, they say the fruits of the Spirit. But if we look in Galatians, it says the fruit of the Spirit. It's singular. Now, the fruit has different flavors. The fruit has different ways of how it interacts in the world, but it's one fruit. If you have the Spirit inside you, you are producing fruit. And it feels and it looks a certain way. Simply put, if you're living a life that is dependent on the Holy Spirit, you will be producing fruit in a certain way. So as read for you earlier, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In different settings, as you approach different places in your life and you interact with different people, you may bear that fruit in a different way. Sometimes it feels like joy. Sometimes the fruit feels like love. Sometimes it feels like kindness. But it should never feel like a to-do list. Amen? It should never feel like, um, like we are being convicted to live a certain way in, the, in our world, and, and if we don't, we fall short, because that's not what grace is. Notice in Jesus' words, he says, you are already living in my word. You've already accomplished the goal. You already have the spirit in you. Now we are just simply called to live that out to others around us. Um, I think American Christianity has a lot going for it, uh, but if I can be totally honest... I think often it becomes so individualistic. It becomes so much just about me and my relationship with God that it it stops being good for people around us. And we call the gospel good news. right? That's what it means. It means good news. So if we hear the good news and it only sits with us and it only sits inside of us and it doesn't become good news to the people around us, Uh, then we're not truly living it out. So I just think of this idea of of these nine different flavors of this fruit. One thing that came to my mind, uh, and I can't help it, it just came to mind, was was Susan and I, uh, actually with Ander, our youngest, when he was very, very little, uh, went to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Has anyone been to Punta Cana? A few hands. It's very nice. Um, so we went to this all-inclusive resort. Susan's sister was getting married down there. Uh, and I was doing the ceremony, so I had to go. Uh, oh, darn. Um, so we're at this all-inclusive resort. And, and you're going to make fun of me a little bit here. But one of the things I really remember at this all-inclusive resort was the amount of juice that they had at breakfast. It was amazing. It was all like buffet style. And you go up, and there is flavors and colors of, of freshly squeezed juice that I don't even know you could get. I don't even know that you had those colors as an option. That's not what this is. <laughs> this is one fruit that has nine different flavors, nine different ways that we live into the world. Some of you are thinking he went to an all-inclusive resort and he's excited about the juice. Um, pray for me. Um, 
but the juice was really good. <laughs> it's stuck in my memory. It's so delicious. So as, as we lean into this sermon series, uh, going forward, we're going to spend a week on each one of these uh, ways that the fruit is lived out. So we're going to do a week uh, that's on love, a week on joy, and, and how we can live that way to the people around us that we have influence in. But I think it's so important that as we start here, as I've said a few times, that, that we're able to just pause in humility and say that these, this list that we have, this isn't some, again, Christian to-do list. This isn't some way that, that during this summer you're going to say, by the end of the summer, uh, I'm, I'm going to be so great. Because I, in every situation, I'm going to be able to live uh, out this fruit. And when I do, uh, oh boy, am I going to be a good Christian. And, and maybe, maybe just maybe God will love me more. Like, I, I think somewhere deep inside many of us is this desire uh, to achieve our faith. There's, there's uh, different like personality tests you can take. Uh, and, and I don't know if anyone has taken the Enneagram. Uh, it has nine different personalities, and they, they like to kind of put people into one of those. Uh, some of it's good, some of it's not so good, but I think it overall can be helpful. I am the personality that is, that is number three on the Enneagram. Now, if you don't know what that is, and most of you probably don't, it's commonly called the Achiever which is a double-edged sword. It means that sometimes you can have uh, kind of this, this willingness to, to go in front of people uh, and, and to teach them about things and, and to lead them, uh, and that can be very good. But it also means that you can have the kind of personality that looks towards humans to affirm you in who you are. Now, I don't think that is solely my personality type. I think that is people in our world today, I think that's every one of us, that we look around and we look for affirmation from other people when we should be looking from that from God. We look to other people to say that we're doing a good job or that we're, that we're achieving whatever that is uh, in our world when we really um, need to be looking from affirmation from our Heavenly Father. And... And that is the dangerous side of the fruit of the Spirit. I'll just be honest. That, that's the side that if, if that's where you're at, this can drive you nuts. Because you can look at these things and you can say, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay, I'm pretty good at three of those, but, but I just need to be more gentle. God, help me have more self-control. <laughs> You know, help, help me uh, just be more kind to people. And, and that's not what we're calling out. What we're saying is, if you are in God and God is in you, then you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you can either decide in situations whether you're going to live out the flesh, as Paul calls it, our kind of earthly human selves, or if you're going to live into the Spirit. And, and we can't cut it somewhere down the middle. Like we're told that they're, they're opposed to each other. We're going to either live into that flesh in every relationship we have, in every situation we have. When, 
when, uh, and I know you all love this, when somebody cuts you off on the road, you're going to live into the flesh, maybe, or you could live into the spirit. How are you going to get better at living into the spirit? When, when you go into the store and, and you're trying to be so careful and it's been the last 10 weeks, but you just need to go in and, and there's someone behind you in line and they don't have a mask on and you hope it's allergies. We've all been there, right? This is part of what it means to live right now. Uh, you can live into the flesh or you can live into the spirit. I mean, that's, that's really where we're at. And, and like I was talking about me riding a mountain bike. As, as I continue to ride the bike, riding the bike gets easier. As we continue to choose the fruit of the spirit, it gets easier. It becomes more natural. It flows out of us. It becomes more of who we are. Now, the flesh will always creep up. Uh, that's just part of, of humanity. Uh, it's part of, of who we are in this world. But we are called to something better. Now, I watched a YouTube video this week, and it was uh, of this pastor, and I'm not going to do the whole thing, but he was, uh, it's, it's supposed to be, like, funny. And he's being brutally honest with his congregation. And it was kind of fun. <laughs> uh, but, but he's just really calling on. He's like, you guys, you're the worst. You know, just, just do it. Just love each other. Love people. Quit faking it. Like, serve other people. Give hungry people food. Give people that don't have enough clothing, clothing. Like, just live it out. And, and the video is made to be funny. And it, it was funny in, in some ways. He calls out one person in particular, which was a little funny. <laughs> He's like, and you, you're the worst of the whole group. <laughs> He's like, I promised I wouldn't say who's the worst, but this guy's the worst. Um, and, and the reality is, as I look at it, I'm like, you know, sometimes I think we just need to live it out right? We can sit at home. We can, we can study it. We can, we can look at all things. But when you start to just love difficult people, not because they deserve it, but because we're just called to do it. When you start to, to choose to live out joy, no matter what your earthly circumstances are, uh, that's living into the Spirit. When you're at peace in a chaotic world, that's living into the spirit. When you have patience, when we all know we shouldn't be patient with that person, that's living into the spirit. When we are kind to people, when it is difficult to be kind, that's living in the spirit. And and the same, the list goes on and on. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we are frustrated by others, maybe someone's been rude to us or mistreated us. We could live by the flesh. Or we could show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. 
when 2020 hasn't treated you too well. You could live by the flesh, or you could have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When you just don't know what to do, and your anxiety and worry about the coronavirus or, or anything else going on in our world and our nation and our community is at an all-time high. We can live by the flesh or we can show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When you just don't know what to do and everything is just too much right now, you can live by the flesh or you can show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So I believe that our God is powerful. I believe that our God dwells in us and we dwell in him. I believe that, that having the Spirit in us, having the Holy Spirit with us as Christians is a privilege and an honor and, and an ability that we have to reflect His image out into a difficult world. I think sometimes um, people think that when they become Christians that it will make their life easier. It might make it more joyful in some ways, but it hardly ever makes it easier. The storms of life are going to be the same. Now, what can be easier is that you have someone bigger than you that you can lean on. And what can be easier is if people around you are living out these fruits of the Spirit. It doesn't necessarily make, make the situation you're going through any different at all. The same things happen. But we're able to be there for each other. And, and like that video said, it's like, you guys, just do it. <laughs> just love each other. Uh, and I think this church is good at loving each other. But I think we all um, just, just need to do it sometimes. Um, you can say amen. That's fine. I hope you're agreeing. Uh, <laughs> I got some laughter. Thank you. Maybe something else funny happened. Um, yeah, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this ability to be together. Uh, how good it is to just be able to look into each other's eyes uh, and see each other as spread out as we are, but just to know that we don't gather alone. Um, Lord God, we thank you for this time for this place for this service for for the ability to be here uh now together lord god as we enter into this whole series over the summer about the fruit of the spirit push back against any feeling within us of this being some to-do list of this being some list of right ways to live, and, and if we accomplish it, then, then we can check it off the list. But let us just humble ourselves and let the Spirit live through us, producing this kind of fruit out into our world.
We thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.